Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the American Tennis Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network. I'm your host, Justin Thompson. Happy to have you back here with me again. Thanks for listening. Let's talk some NCAA tennis. Last time we talked, it was the third round last week of the NCAA tournament. We had those matches that I wanted everybody to keep an eye on, primarily that North Carolina-USC match, also that TCU-Mississippi State match, and finally that Cal Berkeley versus Texas matchup. Let's start with that one because I was wrong about that one. (laughs) Cal Berkeley was playing some good tennis coming into the tournament. They beat UCLA in the Pac-12 tournament. They knocked off the 15 seed University of Illinois in the second round. So I was feeling pretty confident about Berkeley heading into that third round matchup against Texas. Thought they would make it a close one. They did not. They lost 4-0 to the two seed. So Texas moving along pretty easily there. They did beat TCU today in the quarterfinals to advance to the semis. So that TCU-Mississippi State third round matchup. TCU did pull the upset there. I did expect that one to happen. TCU, I actually know a few players on that team few kids from SoCal and some kids I competed against in Arizona. On that team, they're always a good team, performed well, but Texas just had a little too much for them today. Texas won 4-1 to move on to the semifinals. So let's rewind a little bit now to that USC-North Carolina third round match before we talk about North Carolina's match today, because that's a whole other thing to talk about. But first things first, that North Carolina-USC match at USC had a lot of drama to it. Um, The number nine seed taking on the number eight seed at USC. It was a good match. It was close. North Carolina ended up winning 4-1. That doesn't sound close, but it actually really was. North Carolina was up 3-1. They had won the doubles point, and there were three matches that were in three sets, meaning they were up 3-1. If USC would have won those three matches, they would have won 4-3. So the match really was very tight. It doesn't sound as close as it was because of the 4-1 victory. But like I said, three singles matches in the third set to determine. Obviously, North Carolina managed to win one of those. So it was 4-1 and the other two matches didn't finish. But it was a very chippy match. I wasn't able to make it to the match. Unfortunately, I was on a shoot for my other job. But I had a few friends there, both affiliated with North Carolina and USC, who went. And it got chippy. A few of the North Carolina fans actually got thrown out of the match. I was a little disappointed to hear that. Again, I wasn't there, so I can't speak to it personally, but I trust the people that I talk to. And from what I understand, you know, there may have been some alcohol involved, but these fans traveled all the way from North Carolina to watch the match. And quite frankly, from what I heard, they really weren't that out of line. There's been far worse. And I guess they were just... The instance that I had heard was that I guess one of the players was going for a ball, one of the USC players was trying to track down a shot and it didn't look like he was going to get to it. So one of the North Carolina fans started cheering maybe a little prematurely when the player then was able to touch the ball. Technically a hindrance, yes, but to get thrown out after going all that way there to watch that match, that was a little weak and disappointed me a little bit. But anyways, North Carolina advanced past that match into the semifinals where they took on Ohio State, the number one seed, and North Carolina pulled off the upset 4-2. 
A lot of drama in this match as well. North Carolina actually went up 3-0. They won the doubles point, won their first two singles matches, and then... You'll hear a lot of the analysts talking about it. They said, even though that was the case, you could feel the momentum starting to turn. Ohio State coming back in a couple of the matches. They made it 3-2, and then it came down to two singles matches that were in the third set, and North Carolina managed to pull it off 4-2. So just an incredible win for them. The Tar Heels tournament that has already been so impressive keeps going on. They are in the semifinals where they will play Wake Forest next round. Wake Forest, of course, is the defending champions. They won last year at home, beating Ohio State in the final last year. So North Carolina will have their hands full in that matchup, no doubt about it. But I don't think you can count them out, given if you look at who they had to play this tournament, it's incredible. They start out with Navy. They beat them 4-0. Then they play Georgia, beat them 4-1. Then they have to travel all the way to USC, beat them 4-1. And then what do they do today? Play the number one seed, Ohio State, and beat them 4-2. I mean, incredible tournament so far from North Carolina as the number nine seed. Like I said, they'll have their hands full at Wake Forest coming up next weekend, coming up on Saturday, actually. But you can't count them out. I've talked to a good friend of mine actually played tennis at North Carolina, and I was it was actually really funny. I was in the gym today working out, and he just happened to be there. So we were talking while the match was on, and North Carolina just won the doubles point. And I said, you think they could pull off the upset? And he said, man, this team is honestly one of the best teams in the tournament. And not only do I think they can pull off the upset against Ohio State, I think they can win the whole tournament. So I told him if that happens, if North Carolina wins, you're going to have to come on the podcast because I've been giving him a hard time about coming on here for ever since we launched this podcast a few weeks ago. So I'll keep his name a secret for now. I want to keep it a surprise for you guys. If North Carolina does win, just know that we will have a Former Tar Heel, big name in the Southern California tennis uh, circuit community coming on, played some professional tennis, good player, great guy. So we can look forward to that if North Carolina manages to keep winning. But like I said, they will have their hands full this weekend against Wake Forest. Those matches are on Saturday. The other semifinal, Florida versus Texas. Didn't even talk about Florida. Florida beat Baylor, killed them 4-0. Just really not not much of a match. 4-0, three seed versus the six seed. Now, it is interesting hearing the Florida players talk because the the tournament this year, the quarterfinals and beyond, are actually in Orlando at the USTA campus. So the Florida players and coaches referenced a little bit of a you know home court advantage maybe playing right there in Orlando. So that'll be interesting to see against Texas, the three seed versus the two seed. I'm really curious to watch that one. All these matches are going to be on Tennis Channel. NCAA Tennis Online also does a great job giving you great coverage. I've seen they have a reporter covering a lot of it and breaking it down. So... Highly recommend following on those two platforms. And then, yeah, Wake Forest, the four seed, and North Carolina, the only outlier, the nine seed, to be there in the semifinals. Um, Ohio State was the only seed, one through four, that didn't hold up their end, making it to the semifinals. But it's going to be some exciting tennis, guys. I really, really am stoked to see how this all shakes out. At this point, it's it's anybody's game. I don't think there's a definitive favorite. You might say Wake Forest because they won it last year, but... Texas obviously playing some good tennis Florida as well I'm riding with North Carolina they're hot right now they're on a streak they've had an incredible NCAA tournament they have momentum on their side why not let's go with the Tar Heels so we'll see how it all shakes out right now I want to segue to something a little different though let's talk about the Italian Open the tournament happening right now the last big clay tournament before the French Open starts in a couple of weeks we did have a few American players in the draw Francis Tiafo lost his first round match 7-6 in the third set Steve Johnson also lost his first round match 7-5 in the third set to an Italian player who got a wild card into the draw, so I'm sure that was quite a moment for him getting that win. 
And then Taylor Fritz, who qualified for the event, he won his first round match before losing to Nishikori 6-2-6-4. But this tournament really wasn't about the Americans. It was about the Australian, the young, fiery Australian, Nick Kyrgios, who needs no introduction. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're a fan of tennis and you're well aware with Mr. Kyrgios. I will leave my opinion out of it and try to stay as objective as possible. I can see both sides and how people get angry with him and how other people think he's good for the sport. So I'll just let you guys know what happened. You can make up your mind what you think about it. So long story short, Kyrgios was having a good tournament. He beat Medvedev, the 12 seed, who's been playing some great tennis his first round. Kyrgios won that one 6-3 in the third. And then he played Casper Rudd today, who has also been playing some really good tennis. But they were in a third set, tied 1-1 early on and Rudd broke him to go up 2-1, and this is where Nick kind of went off the rails a little bit. Long story short, from what I can understand, is somebody in the fans had been walking by and distracted him during a rally, which got under his skin, and some of the other fans had been chirping him and antagonizing him, I guess, which just was already irritating him, and then when he got broken, that was just where it all He was done. He threw his racket, threw a water bottle onto the court, threw a chair nearly halfway across the court, and then just packed up his rackets and called it a day. Um, To his defense, he did shake the opponent's hand and the umpire's hand, but just walked off and defaulted. So obviously getting a lot of blowback on Twitter, on social media, people very divided. Some people calling for a lifetime ban, which to me seems a bit extreme. I don't think we would want to lose a young talent like that who brings so much to the game. But I can see why people are certainly peeved with his behavior, and this is a reoccurring theme. So a little bit of reaction from people that are relevant to the tennis world. Casper, his opponent, said, I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks he should be suspended for at least a half a year or so, so that maybe he can change. Pretty strong words from his opponent there. Meanwhile, Federer weighed in on the controversy. He said, I don't think he should be suspended. Kyrgios, what did he do? He walked off the court. He heard a chair. That's not enough for me. So that kind of sums up the whole controversy there. You get those two differing schools of thoughts on how people need to handle Kyrgios and what should happen. He went on a podcast literally less than 24 hours before this, and he called Nadal, who he's been having some back and forth with for a while, he called Nadal super salty, and he called Djokovic cringeworthy. So... He's never been shy on social media to take shots. He certainly doesn't back down from a challenge or from anybody, and, you know, he speaks his mind. He did write on Instagram later today. He said, quote, Very eventful day, to say the least. Emotions got the better of me, and I just wanted to say that the atmosphere was crazy out there today. Just super unfortunate that it had to end in a default. Sorry, Roma. See you again, maybe. So classic Nick Kyrgios style there. However you feel about the controversy, that's kind of what happened. I urge you to look into it some more because, like I said, he's a young 24-year-old phenom with all the talent in the world. He's made his disdain for clay season known. He's made his disdain for tennis known, saying that he'd rather be playing basketball. So it's up to you guys. Think about it. I don't know. You know, he's going to be around the sport for a long time. It's a name that we're going to keep hearing We'll see what happens. He did get fined $33,000 last I saw. He was also stripped of all of the ATP points that he would have gotten from this event so far. And apparently he's now facing a suspension. We'll see whether one is delivered or not. If so, not to speculate too much, but the French Open coming up, it would be costly to miss that event because obviously there's a ton of points on the line there. So 
that's the latest with Nick Kyrgios. It, I this is the American Tennis Podcast, and we focus mostly on American players most of the time. But when a story like this happens, that is just so big and viral on social media and impacts the tennis community, I do feel a need to talk about it. So I hope you find it interesting. I hope you found it informative. On that note, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the American Tennis Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Really appreciate all of you guys listening. You can reach out to me on social media anytime. On Twitter, I'm at JustTomp11. And on Instagram, I'm at Justin.Thompson111. If you want to advertise on the show, you can contact Believe at Believe.com. Until next time, guys, enjoy the NCAA matches this Saturday. Really look forward to talking to you all again soon. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.